you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to We Are Survivors, a podcast about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. I am Jared, but you can call me Ja, and I'm here with my friend, Bobby Schisler. Hey, hey. Yes, and today we are going to talk Seattle Day 3 as Abby. Finally, we get to find out what happened at the theater, but that's after a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, So we're going to talk about Seattle Day 3. Uh, we're going to go to the marina because we're going to need a boat uh, to go find Lev. We're actually going to see the Scar Island, and we're going to escape the Scar Island as the WLF assault it. And then after that, we're going to get back to the theater, and you know we're going to get a chance to meet up with Ellie again. So before we get into all that, let's recap. Uh, last episode, we went back to help Yara and Lev. Yara was hurt, so we took her back to the aquarium, find out that she needed to have an amputation on her arm, and we're going to need supplies for Mel to do the amputation. So we go to the hospital using the Scar Skybridge, fall from the Scar Skybridge into a hospital, and, uh, you know, we had to fight our way, sorry, we fell into a hotel, had to fight our way through the hotel or down through the hotel, made it to the hospital, found supplies, but also found like an abomination, a new type. Actually, I won't even call it a new type of infected. It was a bunch of different infected put together. So that was nice. Yeah, they were we did make it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we did uh, make it back to the aquarium to save uh, Yara. We also found out part of the reason why the scars are after Lev. Uh, Lev used to be known as Lily. And apparently they don't like that. They, they called her and called him an abomination, I should say. Uh, so we did find out a bit more about that, but now we're going to find out even more about, you know, what exactly happened. Like we know why the scars wanted to kill uh, Lev and Yara, but you know, what was the trigger for Lev to shave his head? And we're going to get into that in a little bit. So uh, when we start, you know, this chapter, we're kind of back at the aquarium. So when we start day three, we're back at the aquarium, and. Uh, Abby wakes up and she can hear Lev and Yara arguing. But before she can kind of go over there, she runs into Mel. She's not going to come with you. Convince her. We broke the rules. Bowen? Just me. What are you still doing up? I was changing Yara's bandages. Can't believe she's on her feet already. Yeah, well, scars are tough. What are they fighting about? Fuck you, Yara. I wouldn't leave you behind. Love doesn't want to leave Seattle. Owen invited them to come to Santa Barbara. That is very Owen. I figured you'd have talked him out of going by now. Actually, I'm going with them. But not if you come. What? He may fall for your little act with these kids, but I don't. 
There's nothing to fall for. Isaac's top scar killer suddenly had a change of heart. Nothing to do with Owen. Right. I haven't always done the right thing. You're a piece of shit, Abby. You always have been. I'm done with you. You want to do right by these kids? Get out of their lives before you screw them over, too. So you find out that Yara and Lev are arguing because Lev doesn't want to leave Seattle. And, you know, based on what you heard, it sounds like he doesn't want to leave his mom behind. Uh, Mel tells you that Owen invited them to Santa Barbara. And Abby was actually kind of surprised that Mel didn't talk Owen out of going to Santa Barbara. And then she's like double surprised when Mel says, actually, I'm going. And then, (laughs) you know, Mel's like, but I'm not going to go if you go. And Abby's like, well, what are you talking about? And, you know, Mel's like, you know, she's Mel's just not convinced that Abby has changed. And she also thinks that she's only doing this because of Owen. Now, I don't agree with that. I don't think she's doing this because of Owen. Um, I think she's doing this because she feels guilty, which I'm going to get. I'm going to dive into that shit later. Um, But, (laughs) you know, Mel thinks that a lot of this has to do with Owen. And I think this is an interesting perspective. Because obviously she can't see the whole thing like we do. We see kind of the whole picture between this triangle of Mel, Abby, and, you know, Owen. And it's super clear that, you know, okay, you know, that that Mel is Owen's backup, essentially. Owen got Mel pregnant and is was more than willing to leave her, yeah. <laughs> you know, behind. It didn't even but look he, like he was like cared to like it didn't even look like it phased him like it even made him feel bad like he was he was basically just like well i'm going peace oh yeah, yeah you know so this is like an interesting you know perspective to, to to see because it does feel like mel is blaming abby here and while i could blame abby for a lot because mm. i still don't like her bob <laughs> I, still, I still don't like abby this is not one of the things that i could really blame her for you know yep yeah and i i still don't don't like abby either I'm, but i'm i am at this point feeling a little less hatred towards her which is weird like i'm not thinking about you know Joel's dying face as much as I did throughout the first part. I'm like desensitized to it, or maybe at this point I really don't know. I'm just kind of confused about it, but I'm definitely still don't don't like Abby. And I also I don't remember. I don't think that uh, that she knows that Abby and Owen slept together the night before. No, I still don't think she knows that. Yeah, no. Okay, I was I was just making yeah. sure we're on the same page there. Yeah, I don't I I don't hate Abby, uh, because of what she did to. Actually, I don't even think I really hate Abby. Right, I don't hate Abby. I it's not even I don't even dislike her because of what she did to Joel. I just dislike her as a person. Like you found out enough about her at this point to realize that she like she's she's a but she's not a great person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, she's she's not. Like, and that's enough for me to be like, okay, yeah, I don't really like her. <laughs> I feel like what I've found out from her this 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 time so far is that she was fueled by revenge for so long 
she doesn't even know what type of person she is. She doesn't know who she is right now. She's confused because that huge hole that she was just, you know, I got to get back and trade. I got to get back and do this. I got to do this. Like now what's she got to do? Like revenge is oh. over and she thought it would feel amazing. And I think she's feeling now that this doesn't feel amazing at all. Uh, I think that is who she is. That's she's vengeful. She's selfish. And I got proof later on though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, this conversation that Abby and Mel have, and like Mel calls Abby a piece of shit, like straight to her face. Like, yo, you are a piece of shit. You always have been. And obviously Mel has known Abby for significantly longer than we have. No, like knows her way more intimately because she was, she was a student of her, of her father's, you know, she knew Mel at the Firefly, and you know, she knew Abby at the Firefly base, and everything that happened, you know, after that. Yeah. So, and I just can't tell if it's Mel called her that because Mel has always known that Owen's still in love with her, like still in love with Abby. I don't know. Possibility. Yeah. Like I don't. They didn't give any ex- any examples, but Owen said to Mel. You know, and like in Ellie's play through, how many times did Abby save you? You know, and so I don't know what Abby could have done to her, you know, besides taking her on the murder spree to go kill Joel. I don't know. I think, I think that has a lot to do with it, to be perfectly honest probably, with you. Probably. Uh, you know, because it shows a lot about her character. And like I said, later on, it's going to be confirmed even further. Uh, but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. So, you know, Mel tells Abby that she should leave the kids alone before she gets them hurt, too, and walks away. And that's when Yara comes up. And, you know, she she knows that something just happened, but she kind of doesn't really talk about it. Um, and she says she needs help finding Lev because Lev ran off. Uh, so they start talking about, you know, why Lev doesn't want to leave. And, you know, Yara confirms that Lev is worried about his mom because sometimes parents are held responsible for their children's sins. But Yara doesn't think... One, Yara doesn't think that she can convince her mother to leave. Like, nobody can convince her mother to leave because she's so devout. And she also thinks because she's so devout that she's not going to get punished too hard for it. And also that she says she would strangle Lev with her bare hands. That's what Yara says. So, What a parent. Um, what a parent. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, Yara mentions and while they're talking that Lev like sharks, like they walk into this part of the aquarium and there's a shark on the wall. And Abby says, you know, she's like, well, he, wait, he likes sharks, but's afraid of the ocean. So that kind of signals to Yara that Lev has talked to Abby quite a bit. And Yara's like, wow, he really opened up to you. So I think this is kind of setting the stage for, you know, showing how close the relationship between, you know, Yara and not Yara, but Abby and, and Lev is here. Uh, but then they finally get down to it. They do talk about why uh, Lev shaved his head. How is he doing this? Hey, do you think maybe he could convince your mom? If she saw him like this, she'd strangle him with her bare hands. How much did he tell you? Not much. I heard some of your people calling him. Lily. For a long time, I didn't understand why he was questioning the laws, which 
superstitions. When he explained to me how he felt inside, I told him he had to keep it to himself. I was hoping he'd snap out of it. He seemed fine for a while. But then he shaved his head. Like one of the men. It was suicide. Is that when you ran? First I screamed at him. I hit him. I was so stupid. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we find something to cheer him up? Come on. Well, why do you think he did it now? Shaved his head, I mean. Last week, he got assigned his role in the community. He wanted to be a soldier like me, but they decided he was to be a wife to one of the elders. It's tradition. Poor kid. Yeah, so Yara talks a bit about, you know, uh, that Lev was always questioning the laws and she didn't understand why. And then, you know, Lev did talk to her about how he felt. And Yara was just like, you need to keep that to yourself. And she said when he did shave his head, that she actually yelled at him. And she hit him because she was so, like, upset about it because she knew what it meant, you know, in that society. It's basically like uh, a death sentence. So, apparently, Lev was finally assigned his community role. I think they said Lev was 13, right? So, I guess maybe around that age, they assigned you your role in the community. And Lev wanted to be a soldier like Yara because that's what Yara is. Yara is a soldier. But instead, Lev was assigned to be married to an elder. And then that's when he shaved his head. Like, nope, that's not for me. Yep. I'm out. He's like, I am not into dudes. And I, or, or maybe, maybe he is. I don't know. But I mean, that seems like if he's that upset, you know, like he, he, he probably is so. into girls. That, that's just me so, guessing. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you have, you have supporting arguments. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that is, and I think maybe that's also why it's such a big deal because you know, she said it was it was like it's like tradition, and I guess it's it's like an honor to be married to an elder, you know, especially what you find out about the elders a little later on, uh, and that's probably why it's even a, an even bigger deal that nope, you're not gonna be, uh, you know, you're not, you're you're rejecting this what they probably consider an honor, right? But at yep. the same time, like they don't really get into it, but love is like thirteen. Are they going to marry Lev at thirteen to this elder? You know, and that, or does that, or does that mean that it is fated for them to get married? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when Lev turns eighteen, they're going to get married. I'm going to go to Game of Thrones here, and in a post-apocalyptic world, there would probably be a lot of communities that would go back to the days when you get married as soon as you could have children. You know, like as soon as that first that first period hits you're considered a woman we as a society do not do that you know it's 18 right, for yeah. us and so there are probably a lot of you know groups that keep that you know thought but then there's probably a lot of groups that are trying to grow their numbers and the average lifespan 
eight, you know, 100 and, you know, 98 years old now, you know, it's like back to like average lifespan, maybe 35, you know, if you're lucky. Right. So it's possible. It's very possible. This, this sect would be the marry as soon as you could have children type. This is just my opinion. Once again, you have sporting arguments. It's fine. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. So Abby, you know, they, 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 go to look for something for Lev that's, you know, try to make him feel better. And Abby ends up finding a shark toy. Uh, Yara tells Abby that Mel is wrong, because, like I said, she heard the argument earlier, and that she is a good person. I disagree, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Yara goes to find Lev, and Owen comes out, and he, you know, he wants to talk to Abby. Abby, will you stop stealing my stuff, please? I'm sorry, I didn't realize you owned everything in the aquarium. Yeah, well, my aquarium, my stuff. I'm just kidding. Take whatever you want. You can't. Have you seen Lev? Uh, yeah. He was down that hallway. Can I... Can I talk to you? I'll catch up. Okay. She couldn't tell I was joking. I suck with kids. <laughs> yeah. They really like you, though. So, um... Come to Santa Barbara, right? I can't. Why? You know why. We can figure this out. It's too late. No, no, it isn't. Long. I know... I know it's a fucking mess. I know. But we can choose to be happy. Happy. We're allowed to be happy. You hear that? So Owen wants Abby to come with them to Santa Barbara. And Abby's like, I can't go. And Owen's like... You know, we can figure it out. You know, he says everything's a mess right now, but, you know, we can choose to be happy. And I'm like, Owen, you are such a piece of shit. Like, he is terrible. Dude, he's terrible. He is horrible. And, like, he's one of those guys that you would probably like. He's like a car salesman. Like, you would like him, and then the longer you got to know him, you'd be like, dude, you you suck. You suck right, bad. Yeah. yeah, like, it's just like, come on now. like. You have you know you have a you have you have a baby on the way. You're constantly putting your old John in front of your current, you know, baby mom. Like, I don't even want to call out Mel's girlfriend because he clearly doesn't see it that way. Yeah, you know? but I'd but have a lot more respect it. for him if he would just tell her, you know, exactly what he's feeling instead of just keeping her on the back the back burner. That's the part that really drives me nuts. And if he does tell her, still be like, I will support you with the baby. You know what I mean? Like something. Yeah. I, I just I'm, can't be with you. Like I, I would be okay with that. I'd be a little like, well, dude, you should have thought about that before getting her pregnant. But you know, like at the same time, you know, he, like I, I would understand that a lot more, but what he's doing just is kind of, it's, it's just gross. That's the only way to say it. Yeah. And then actually right after that, you know, you hear Yara 11, uh, yelling, and it looks like Lev has taken a boat and he's heading to the Scar Island. Lev, get back here! 
What's he doing? He's going after her. After who? His mom. She's gonna kill him, Abby. Is the boat ready? Not yet. How much time do you need? Uh, a few hours. Fuck. We'll head him off. We'll grab a boat from the Marine. Hey! She just had surgery. I'm fine. How else am I gonna find him? I'll go with you. Owen! They're heading to fucking Highland. Exactly. I'm not gonna let her go by herself. Actually, you are. I can help. Yeah, by staying here and fixing the fucking sailboat. Get your priorities straight. Yara, let's go. Alright, so, you know, Lev takes the boat. Abby and Yara are going to go to the marina to get another boat because they ask Owen, is the boat ready? He says it's going to take a few hours. So that's not going to work. They need a boat now. They're going to head to the marina to get a boat. And Owen's like, okay, well, I'll go with you. And Mel's like, uh, no, like, <laughs> you know, don't go with him. Like, don't go to the Scar Island. And then, you know, Owen's like, oh, well, no, I can't let her go alone. And then Abby's like, yeah, you will let me go alone. And then. She says, you need to get, be here, you know, fixing this boat so they can go to Santa Barbara. And then he tells her, he, she tells him to get his priorities together. So, you know, that could mean, you know, get your priorities together and get the boat fixed. Or get your priorities together and stop, you know, trying to get back with me. You know? Mm. Like, she is constantly giving him signals that she does not want to be with him. You know, constantly giving him those signals besides fucking them, you know, the other <laughs> night. But, but you know, uh, over and over again, she's giving him these signals. But and uh, we all do like, know that just because you have sex doesn't mean that someone wants to be with you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing that really, because we know Mel dies, right? And Mel ultimately dies because Owen, Owen's loyalty to Abby and always putting Abby first. When Ellie got, got to Mel and Owen, all he had to do was let Mel tell Ellie where Abby was. And do you think Abby, Ellie could have even gotten to Abby? Like, oh, Abby's on this scar island <laughs> in the middle of a storm. And Tommy and Jesse are right behind her. They would have caught up with her before she got out there. Yeah. You know? Well, and, I mean, like, with Owen, if he really wanted to get with Abby, I mean, that's probably a deterrent for Abby that he's trying to back on her while he's got a girl, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, like, Mel would have lived if, if Owen would have just let Mel mark the map. Ellie would have went away, you know? Yep. I and, think she no. was, at that point for Ellie, she was like, pretty tired of killing like she was just she just wanted abby and wanted it to be over you know and right said she was pretty just fed up with it she was all messed up and so i think she probably would have let them them live as long as exactly. they like as long as they tied them up or something or she probably would have tied them up or something something but they would be alive mm-hmm. you know but no he tried to jump on the action and that's what got mel killed well, actually mel trying to defend him got her killed that that is because she tried to defend him and you know that that's how that ended but like you know that I just feel bad for mel because of that but i think this is the last time we actually see mel and owen alive so uh but yeah so you head out to the marina you know you got to go go a couple obstacles but you know on your way out you're actually almost shot 
And Manny saved you. Manny saved you from being shot by a sniper. And we know who the sniper is. We know that the sniper is Tommy. They don't know I, who the sniper is. I did not. Are you serious? I'm serious. Like, it did not click. It clicked real quickly once things started to shake up. But I was just pissed at this freaking crazy-ass sniper that was just, like, destroying us. <laughs> like, so you don't remember them talking about a sniper by the marina? <laughs> no, I, I, I really didn't put it together. Like, I thought it was a scar. Oh, no, no. I should have. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. I knew it was Tommy. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, Tommy. He's sniping them. They don't know, but, you know, they got to make their way to the sniper. So they're trying to make their way through the bridge. And you got to take cover, you know, with cars and objects. The, the shooting is causing a lot of noise. So it's making infected come out. And, you know, you got to kill them. But then you actually end up chasing Tommy into mar- the marina. Which looks like an airport to me. Like I guess I've never been in a marina before because I'm oh, this is like an airport, but it makes sense. <laughs> um, and Tommy actually backs himself into a restaurant, and it was kind of a trick because they tried to go around the back of the restaurant, and when they did that, he came ba- back out front, and he shoots Manny right in the head. I'm like, oh fucking finally, I hated that guy, dude. Uh, and yeah. I, <laughs> and it was weird for me because I was like, no, Manny, and I was like. What, why do I even care about Bendejo guy? Like, what the heck? Exactly. What is, I was like, what is wrong with me right now? And I was like, but I did like that. I liked him. And I was just like, what the, what the hell? You and can still like him in your memories, Bob. And I still don't know that it's Tommy at this point. I'm just like, all right, I, <laughs> I got to get this guy and get, and get, get moving. Yeah, so uh, now, actually, it's Abby that's being uh, hunted, so you got to sneak through that restaurant, um, and you, you come out, and Tommy gets to jump on you, and he almost gets you, but Yara actually, I think, stabs him in the back, you know, gets him off of Abby, and Abby pushes him into the water, and that's when she realizes who it is. She realizes mm-hmm. who it is, and that they're there, and she's like, well, you know, Yara's like, who is that? And she's like, it's not important right now like her objective or her primary focus is on lev so they hop on a boat and they head toward the scar island yep. right which well, i actually I, then, I was, hold on right, i'm sorry one one real quick thing i realized it was tommy right in that cut scene and i'm like no 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 leave alone leave alone leave alone i mean it was an extremely intense experience for me right here i was just like ah I can understand that. Like saying that you didn't understand you know, it was Tommy before. If I knew it was sorry, Tommy before, been- I probably would have been a little bit more mentally prepared, but like I was ready to kill this dude. And then I was like, no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like as soon as I realized. I'm sorry you had to go through that, Bob. Yeah, but um, yeah, now you make it to the the Scar Island. And the island's actually on alert. Because they found some WLF uh, LF scouts, and you actually find a like a note on those scouts, like the ones that, that they found and killed, and they kind of talk about how the island works and where the people are and stuff like that. Uh, but before you actually meet up with any other scars, you kind of got to move through the forest and, and get there uh, to one of the villages. And while you're walking, you know Yara asks what Isaac wants, and Abby says that. You know, Isaac wants an end to the fighting at any cost. But in my, like, from what I've read of Isaac, that actually, it's 
not what he wants. From uh, previous notes you find, it looks like Isaac wants that land. That's what he wants from Scars, because they tried to attack it before. They tried to take it from the Scars before. And, uh, yeah, that's what it looks like, uh, you know. And you, it's kind of hard to tell who's telling the truth here, right? Because according to the WLF, the Scars started the fight. The Scars were religious fanatics, and they blew up some trucks, you know. And according to the, you know, that's according to WLF. But according to the Scars, the WLF were the aggressors, you know. And they had that truce, which lasted for a little bit. But, you know, that was it. So, I don't know. It just, it, and, go ahead. It, it just kind of depends. Like, I think you're right. I think he wants the land because it's an island that's close right. to, you know, close enough to take, you know, small boats back to the main, to the, to the mainland. That would be one of the safest places from inf- infected. You know what I mean? That- that is correct because I think while you're on the island, you don't find a single infected. Yeah, because I mean, the infection takes over so quickly. Someone would have to come back to the island to bring the infection there, and they probably wouldn't make it back to the island before infection takes over. Well, maybe like it takes like a day. Depend. They said it takes like a day for it to really kick in. I thought but it was. I thought it was like less than a day. Oh, like no. always, always Rem- at least a day, or always less than a day. It could be like, you know, super quick. Like if that one girl that inhaled all the the uh, spores, she was probably going to turn within minutes. You know, yeah. But remember, um, Henry's brother, Sam, he got yeah. bit, and then the next day he was turned. Like he was like that was like know, yeah, turned. but that was like eight hours though, right? Uh, well, it went from one day to another. So I'm trying to think, like, when did he get bit? Got he got bit, bit inside. The- he, no, he got bit inside the, um, yeah, inside that, that compound, like in the sewers, didn't he? probably like mid to late at, af- afternoon. Right, yeah. So he got bit and then was turning by the next morning. By like eight, by like eight o'clock. So like, so like, yeah, I guess like it would be they a said, little under it- 24 hours. A little under 24 hours, so depending on when you got back to the island. But still, it'd still be it's a bit safer because if they were able to find the threat and isolate it fast enough, and especially if other people got bit or scratched or anything like that, and they basically just killed them, they could still maintain the, like, they could still, um, you know, uh, keep the place pretty clean. So, no, you're right. I mean, I do think it's more that Isaac wants the land than he just wants the fighting to stop. But, you know... We actually don't know enough about Isaac to determine that, you know, in his character. So, you know, while you're also walking, Yara asks Abby why she's helping them. And, you know, Abby says, well, one, you don't deserve this. But she also says, you know, that she needs to, that she had to. So she feels, you know, she's feeling something. She's feeling some type of regret or maybe not necessarily regret, but she is feeling some type of emptiness since she got her revenge on Joel. You know, like, so what, what you said earlier, she doesn't really know what to do or the type of person she is. Uh, but you do make it to a one, a scar village and there's nobody there yet, but you find out a little bit about the hierarchy and you find about a note about how food is rationed. And, uh, you know, it looks like the best food goes to the elders. And then they also use like 
you know, food as a reward for deeds. Like they gave somebody like a special cut of uh, meat because they raided a WLF camp or they had good crops or, you know, stuff like that. So there's like a hierarchy there. And you get filleted uh, yod. And you get filleted yod. And you get flake steak. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So um, there's, there's definitely a hierarchy there. But it was just a nice little tidbit of information. So, you know, you do sneak through the villages where there's actual scars. Like, like I said, they're on alert because they know there were WLF there. They know there are WLF uh, on the way. Uh, but after you sneak through the scar villages, you do find Lev. Oh, thank God. Did she do this? I just tried talking to her. I tried to make her understand. She, she just kept yelling. Started chasing me. Trying to pick her stuff. It's just pushing hey, her off of me. Hey, she hit the table. Listen. You were defending yourself. You did nothing wrong. So you go in the building, Lev's mom is dead. Turns out that Lev tried to talk to her and, you know, she's like, you know, he said that she wouldn't stop yelling and she started chasing him around and Lev pushed her, you know, pushed her off of him and uh, his mom's head hit the table and boom, she died. So, uh, you know, Yara's trying to, you know, calm Lev down and say, you know, you did nothing wrong. You just defended yourself. Um, and you know, that, that's that they, they get up and they head out and you can hear the WLF attacking and say you get the WLF are actually behind you. And so you can't go back and get your, your boat. You got to head to Haven to get a a new boat. Right. And at this point, you're just kind of walking and talking, you know, Lev's still talking about what happened. Uh, you're finding a lot of dead scars because the WLF attack has started. And as you go through one building, Yara is attacked by a WLF member and she's shot. Yara, get up! Yara, please! I'm to move. No. Come on! No. I can't leave her here! Stay back! Drop it! Now! Oh, shit! It's Abby! Stay back! Stand down! Isaac... What the hell are you doing? I need you to hear me out. What's that behind you? He saved my life. Move out of the way. We'll deal with you back home. He's not one of them, please. Abby, move. God damn it, he's just a kid! You have three seconds to get away from that scar. One. You really gonna shoot me? I'm not fucking moving. No! What the fuck? Stop it! Go, 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 
We need to move. She's gone. Oh my god, she's gone. Come on. Those were your fucking people. Hey, you're my people. Listen to me. We're gonna have to fight to get out of this, okay? And then I need you to show us to those boats. We don't let anybody stop us. Yeah? So, you know, Abby goes to defend Lev. Like, she's trying to, you know, the WLF recognize who she is, and she's pointing a gun at him, telling him to back off. Actually, the guy who, who shot Yara, she, like, throws him to the ground and breaks his arm after he recognizes who she is. And right after that, Isaac shows up, and you know, he questions what Abby's doing. And, uh, you know, Abby's trying to convince Isaac not to kill Lev. Like, hey, he's, you know, he's not one of them. He's just a kid. And Isaac does not give a fuck. Isaac is going to shoot Abby to kill Lev. Like, basically, Isaac is full genocide right now. You know, this isn't about stopping the fighting. This is about wiping every single uh, scar out. And uh, while, right before he goes to shoot uh, Abby, uh, he looks like he thinks about it for a second, but then he puts the gun back up. It turns out Yara isn't dead. She actually shoots Isaac in the back, but then she gets lit up by the WLF that are there. And that allows Lev and Abby to escape. Okay. And Lev is. We got to talk about this, though. Okay. What a waste of a character Isaac was. Like, we got all the background information about him through the different letters and different notes. And then they give us one little interaction with him at the start of day one. And then we get this. And then he gets killed. Oh, he's shot. We don't know if he's dead. But, I, like, got I mean, I guess we don't know that he's dead, but spoiler, that's the last you see of him. Like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just like, come on, dude. Why? Why? That I think it was a waste of a character. I mean, it, I don't know. Like, I guess she was it. They were just like checking their 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 black their black guy checkbox. Like, all right, we got one black guy. Like, well, this is the black people in the in this in the game. Uh, Nora's yeah, but, black, but. I, is she? Yeah, yeah, oh, Nora's yeah. Black. Nora. I thought she said Yara. No, um, no. Yara is not black. <laughs> but it, but it mean, like, he, he sounded like such a, an interesting character to get to know. Maybe, like, a scary one, but, like, an, in, an interesting one. And I wanted more interactions hmm. with him. Well, and it was just, like, I thought he was dead right there. So I was just, like, well, that was dumb. Yeah, I think. Oh well, I think he definitely is kind of a like an interesting character, considering the people who put him in power were actually a little afraid of him. But that's why they put him in power because they're like, this is the guy that's gonna, you know, lead us here. But yeah, I do agree. It is a waste, but I don't think. I think that one. Like, I've said it over so many times, but this game doesn't have heroes and villains, right? No. I mean, even Abby. Abby looks to be the villain in the beginning of the game. But she's not, you know, that, that's the thing. And I think, that, you know, the thing about Isaac, they weren't looking to, to, to make a villain, right? I just don't know if they had enough room for another character of his caliber, you know, to really kind of show up here. You know, like they just didn't have, like it doesn't, it doesn't really fit into Abby's story. I could have, I mean, maybe they said they're not doing DLC, but it'd be real cool if we had some like DLC of like Isaac's come to power or something like that. You play as Isaac, you know, that would be cool. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, I I, I really, I, I'm not going to dive too deep into it. I do think this game would have heavily benefited from having DLC. Uh, but, yeah. They're, yeah, they already said they're not. They're kind of uh, moving on already. But, yeah, so, you know, once you escape with Lev, Lev is obviously upset that Yara is gone. And he turns to Abby, kind of blames Abby, says, those, he says, those are your people. And Abby's like, you're my people. And I'm like, yeah, Yo, you just met them two days ago, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, like, you know, they're trying to establish this, this deep relationship between them, you know? And I think it, I think it is deep. I think, like I talked about earlier, I think that Abby lost that thing that drove her for the last four years and like she just doesn't know what to fill it with so she finds lev and all of a sudden you know she takes on to lev really quickly whereas like joel taking on to ellie was a slow burn because he had so many walls built up it was a different type of trauma you know what i mean and so right i think that she was looking like lev's the rebound that just actually became real right that's my thoughts on it yeah no i'm not saying you're wrong um but it just feeds further into my case that basically abby and joel are the same person (laughs) like they're they're the same person uh and i i do i think a little later on i want i'm gonna dive deeper into that um later on this episode not next episode but (laughs) i want to dive a bit deeper into that but you know yeah, it's kind of it, it feels kind of the same to me, right? It's like haven't I heard this song before? Mm-hmm. Uh but now now you have to fight through WLF and Scars. Uh you see Haven burning and that's where you have to go to get the boats. But you see Haven burning and you know Abby's like, you know, we got we got to get out of here. So you start coming across fights where, you know, WLF and Scars are fighting each other and it's just kind of like who do i kill first (laughs) you know do i wait for one side to wipe out the other or you know what's going on it was cool though uh yeah no it was like at the same time like i think it kind of held the game up for me for a bit because i'm like well i I guess i'll just wait for one side to wipe out the other and i'll clean up whoever lives you know i was Uh, taken about on each side i could take out one on wlf one on scar one on wlf one on scar sneak up behind somebody while they're shooting at somebody else uh, it, it what like I, led to that, and then you got the scythe for the first time. Yeah. Well, what I ended up doing myself is I I waited. The WLF ended up killing the scars, but the WLF were trapped inside of a building. So what I did is I just threw all three of my Molotovs inside the building and burned all the WLF to death, and that was the end. <laughs> that was the end of the Ooh. of that fight. Yeah. You know? Barbecue. Yeah. So, um. After that, you find a horse, and it helps you get to Haven faster. But you basically have these like really cool riding scenes where you're riding through Haven as it's burning, and you're seeing the the fighting going on at the same exact time. Like this is, I mean, this is what this game excels at is this cinematic type of of gameplay. Yeah, and houses are collapsing, and people are running into other people and tackling them, and they're trying to get you. And I mean, it was yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool. Uh, seed yeah so you know you do end up getting knocked off the horse because a building collapsed on you guys or close to you guys and to spook the horse 
uh, and you have to fight your way. Like you're almost at the docks. You got to fight your way through one more group. You do that. And then you're making your way through a burning building that actually starts to collapse on, on Abby. And while it's collapsing on Abby, a scar attacks Lev and says, Oh, Lily, you shouldn't have come back here. You're an abomination. I'm like, really? Like, this is what you want to do right now. Your entire Island is on fire. Mm-hmm. The WLF are kicking your ass. And you're worried about the heretic? He, <laughs> he was one big boy, though. He was a big boy. Uh, this fight was kind of annoying to me. And I'll tell you why. One, the first hit you get on him with the scythe was, was a kill. That was a kill shot. Even by video game standards, it was a kill shot. I'm like, you get him from the, like, from the side right in the abdomen and pull it across his side. I'm like, dude. Who the fuck is this guy? Because that that's enough to take it. That that's even video game logic kill shot. Uh, the guy's face bothered me because it looked like a vampire from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. After that, you do this thing where you actually slice into his mouth and you pull it out. And now he also looks like a Goomba from the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, so it's, it's like you gross. have a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Mario Brothers Goomba, <laughs> you know that you're basically looking at, and I, I hope guy. if you, yeah, I, I hope if you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a Goomba from Mario Brothers. I'm talking about the Mario Brothers movie, that abomination <laughs> of a movie. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about that movie. Yeah, so you know, after you fight him, you end up killing him, and you know that was it. That was the final boss fight for for that area. And uh, you find a boat and you you make it out. And, you know, there's like a cut scene where no, nothing's really said. But you could tell like Lev is like, he's just really hurting. His whole, his whole life has been turned upside down at this point. His, his mother's dead. Yara's dead. He turns around and the place he's lived his entire life is burning. Everybody who was there wanted to kill him. You know? Yeah. He only has one person now. And that's this chick in front of him. You know, and from the looks of the battle, I think the WLF and the scars are done at this point. Like there's not going to be enough people left to actually keep one of the societies going. I mean, they like basically wiped each other out almost entirely. It was what it felt was what it felt like. Well, I don't think the WLF would have left the stadium completely unguarded. Because remember, there were still plenty of people at the stadium when you left. And there were a ton of people at the base, you know, at the forward operating base. And they were waiting for more. But I don't think think they were sending every single person because it doesn't make sense. So, uh, but yeah, so you make it back to the aquarium. And it's like, okay, this is the part that I've been waiting for. We know what's waiting for them here. So you get there. And the first thing that Abby finds is Alice is dead. And shortly after. Huh? This part fundamentally fucked me up. Okay, go for it. So I'm playing the game. It's like nine o'clock at night. Mel's doing some work on her computer. Mel's my wife for any listener that doesn't know. I'm playing the game and I come into the room and it finally hits me that the dog that I killed is Ellie is Alice. And I've played fetch with this girl multiple times. She's been a great dog. I literally break down jaw and start crying. 
Like, oh, really? Not like crying like a little tear, like fucking bawling, like more than I've cried in years. And I go over to Melissa and she's got her headphones on. She's watching the show while she's doing work. And I'm like, Melissa, you don't understand. I just, I kill a dog. I just play fast with him. She's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, you know, I can't play right now. She's like, just calm down. What's wrong? I was like, in the game, the dog. And she's like, in the game? I was like, yeah. She's like, it's a game. I was like, you don't understand. I was, I was so messed up. I had to pause for a good like 20 minutes and sit there and just think about it. Like I was messed up, Jaw. This part jacked me up big time. Oh, dude, that's funny. Well, yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious for Mel later because she's like, dude, you were like, you know, and like I hadn't been drinking or anything. Like I was just completely sober and like just balling over a video game because I killed a video game dog. It was so bad. Oh, it was a little embarrassing, but funny as hell when I think back uh, to it. At least you're okay enough to talk about it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. I don't think it makes me less of a man. Oh, no, no. no I didn't say that. I'm saying at least you're, you're comfortable talking about your feelings. That's all. <laughs> Even the silly ones. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, you know. You also find uh, Owen and Mel are dead, and Abby is like literally sick. This this makes her sick, and she is like super upset. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think like she doesn't really know what to do right now. But I th- I don't think we mentioned it earlier. But on day three, as Ellie, while Ellie is leaving, you know, Ellie is kind of shocked that she kills Mel and that Mel is pregnant, and she accidentally drops her map on the way out, right? She's not really paying attention. And Mm -hmm. this is detrimental because Lev finds the map on the ground, gives it to Abby. The map has the locations of everything. It has where Ellie went, where the base is, which is the theater. It also has like locations of where her friends are. And now she's, you know, Abby puts together that, you know, her friends are dead. Uh, Actually, Abby thinks that Mel, that, you know, Ellie killed all of her friends, which is mostly true, but not all true because Leah was already dead. Leah was dead when they got to her. There was nothing they could do about that. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, so at this point, Abby and Lev head to the theater and Abby finds a way in. And, you know, this is the part that you remember. Uh, Abby finds Tommy and gets the jump on him. Fucking Jesse. Really see this, you son of a bitch. She's gonna love it. Hands up. Back away from your shit. I said back up! You're making a big mistake. Don't fucking turn around. Love, keep your bow on him. Get on the ground. You gonna kill me like a coward? Shoot this one too. Don't you do it, Ellie. Get out of here. Stand up now. Don't you fucking dare. Shut the fuck up. 
your weapon. Toss your weapon! Fuck. No, no. I know why you killed Joel. He did what he did to save me. There is no cure because of me. I am the one that you want. Just let him go. You killed my friends. We let you both live. And you wasted it. Wait! Get off of her! Sophie! Come on. Stay here. Watch the exits. Don't let her leave. So it's just like you remember, except from the opposite side, you know, Ellie and Jesse come out. Jesse gets shot in the face. Uh, Abby makes Ellie toss her weapon. And Ellie, you know, she says that she's the one Abby wants, that Joel, that she's the reason Joel killed all his fireflies and that why there's no cure and yada, yada, yada. But Abby doesn't want to kill her because of that. Abby wants to kill her because all of her friends are dead. <laughs> um, but I mean, but the you, part that... Did you... Go ahead. Did you hesitate at all before going in? Oh, and you also didn't talk about she goes in through the roof and she finds the room that had everything planned out, that had all the locations, and she sees that it's been like an ongoing operation. Right, and yeah. She finds the, well, the-, the, the bulletin board. But I was like hesitant because I just didn't even want to. I was like, I, I don't to. know if I even want to get here now. Like I wanted to know so bad for so long, but now I'm like really freaked out. No, because I like I have literally been playing Abby's part just to get back here and find out what happened so we can move on. So yeah, I, I guess that's how it started for me. So, you know, we get to the part where, you know, Abby's like, well, you killed all my friends unless she's about to shoot Ellie. And that's where it went black before. But now we see that Tommy gets up, tries to get the gun from Abby, but he actually gets shot in the leg by Lev. And the reason you couldn't see Lev before is because Lev was on the side and out of your view. You couldn't see him. Uh, and so Tommy gets shot in the leg by Lev with a bow, but then Abby shoots Le- um, Jesse in the, uh, not Jesse, sorry, Abby shoots Tommy in the back. And, you know, Ellie gets her gun back, shoots at them, and starts to run away. So they chase uh, Ellie into the auditorium. And, uh, you know, I think this is where Abby tells uh, Lev to stay back and Abby chases Ellie back into the curtain where the curtain is. So behind the stage and Ellie gets to jump on Abby while she's back there and gets her gun away from her. And this starts the boss fight. Um, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. This is the worst part of this game. In worst my boss fight ever. This, is, this, this made me realize something about boss fights. That I never really thought of before. You have to have a motive. You have to have a motivation to complete a boss fight. You know? Yeah. And I had no motivation to do this boss fight. I was feeling sick to my stomach the entire time. I died multiple, multiple times trying to just do it a different way. I hated it. And they think they were trying to make me like dislike Ellie and the situation, but I was just like, no, no, 
Abby, just run. Just run. Just let's just get out of here. Like it was just think, like leave. I think they're just trying to make you feel something, which I'm sorry. Like I understand that games can be art, but they're also games, and that's what we're playing right now. And this is a terrible boss fight. Like I this is what like in, in the Discord. I think like I was talking to people before I did this boss fight, and I was like, I said the game was like an eight out of ten for me. And then after this boss fight, game was a seven out of ten because I hated doing this boss fight. And the thing, the fact, the fact that I did not want to do this boss fight made it more frustrating when I did die because the thing about this boss fight, it's basically like the reverse diner fight from the first one. You know, this time Ellie is the boss, and you're trying to sneak up on her because you can't hit her from the front you can't attack her from the front because she will kill you yeah it doesn't matter she has guns yeah so it's like and even yeah those those like stealth things but you were talking about the eight out of ten you went back to seven out of ten i said in the discord nine out of ten but then i came to a realization like a week later from putting that in there and i actually dropped it to an eight for one reason, but I won't disclose that reason until the end. Well, this is the reason why it dropped for me. This like this boss fight is one of the worst boss fights I've ever played. And one, it's it's repetitive. It's not a fun boss fight. Like the diner boss fight was also not a fun boss fight. It was suspenseful, sure, but it wasn't fun or or engaging to play. This boss fight, I was literally just trying to get through it, which makes it even worse. Like, Especially, I, I hated it. I'd been I'd been, you know, ab. Abbo or Rambi or Rambo, you know, for so <laughs> long. Like, I'm just like, where's my guns? Oh, oh yeah. So and you actually also, had to change your play style. Also, I had lost my scythe, which I uh, just right. worked up. And I was a little upset about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was just not happy. So it's a three phase fight. The first phase, uh, you know, you just got to catch her from behind. And you start punching her. You get on the ground. You end up falling through the floor. Uh, the next phase is kind of the same, except in a different area. The third phase is different because Ellie, I think she loses her, does she lose her gun? I don't think she, she might not lose her gun. She actually, but she does definitely set traps for you. Like if you're listening and you see her, actually, no, if you actually just see her set a trap, right? Like if you can see her body set a trap, Abby's like, what is she doing? And you know what she's doing because you played as her. Right, yeah, you but Abby uses so you pipe bombs, not right mines, not traps, and they do work. Like if you walk past them, they will explode and you'll die. But you know, you get to the end and you you end up um you know catching her, and you know you're basically beating the shit out of her at this point. You're bashing uh, Ellie's face in, and Dina comes and tries to save Ellie. Almost does. She gets on top of Ellie. She gets on top of Abby. Sorry. And she has a knife, but then she's shot in the back by Lev. And then Abby takes Dina's head and starts bashing her into the bashing it into the ground. And this is the thing that's like, okay, any type of like uh um, you know, forgiveness or okay, well, Abby's not that bad of a person that I had for her just completely disappeared. Because out of everybody, Dina D- she's beating the shit out of Dina. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like, Abby doesn't know who Dina is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know she's Abby just doesn't. A, she's just a com a combatant for Abby at, at this. No, point. but no, no, no. Because here's the thing about Abby: Abby doesn't just kill her enemies. Think about Ellie, right? Ellie, how often does Ellie like just bash somebody's face in? You know what I'm saying? 
or repeatedly stab them like you know over and over and over again no ellie she just kills them yeah well ellie doesn't have the she's a different type of fighter she doesn't have the brute strength she uses the the knife and she stabs him in the neck three times you know like but abby yeah, but, bashes people's heads in you know she's the hulk you know or hulk yeah act. but she's not just doing it to kill them or get rid of them she's doing it because she's angry that's the thing like she's doing it because she's mad oh you know? yeah she's yeah she's what's well, i mean it's the same any fight that i have ever been and i'm fueled by anger it's uh you know it's like it's a it's a per it's a personality trait you know like some and it actually makes you stronger but makes you less aware the only time i ever was able to fight without anger was in taekwondo and those weren't really fights you know what i mean like those were tournaments right she's not oh well, no she's not fighting for survival i'll put it to you like this she's not she's fighting for revenge and to prove that is what happens next. After she bashes Dina's head, and the knife was right there the whole time, because Dina was already knocked out after the first time she hit her head on the ground. So she grabs the knife. She's about to slit Dina's throat. Abby says, no, Abby says, Ellie says she's pregnant, and she says good and smiles. That is important. I remember that scene differently. Smiles. No. She 100% smiles. I have a screenshot of it, Bob. You'll, have to, you'll definitely have to send that to me because she goes, she went, good. Like, that's I mean, how it I was remembered like, it. It was that's, a disgusting good, like, just. That's how I remembered it. But she by fucking rage. smiles. No, no, yeah. She fucking smiles. All right, well, send it to me after the show. Yeah. I'll so take your word for it. She smiles, or if you want to say even smirks about it, she smirks about it. And. You know, she know like she she knows that Dina's pregnant and she's gonna kill her anyway. She's gonna take pleasure out of it because she is because fueled it, by rage. Because it hurts and, and Ellie. That, yeah, because it hurts Ellie. She's fueled by revenge. I didn't I mean I said rage, but she's fueled by revenge. And this is who she is. This is who Abby is. And this is why she's Joel. I think okay. I think she's fueled by by rage. I think you had it correct the first time. I think she's lived off rage for four four years. You can see she's a completely different person than she was in that first flashback. She is rage incarnate, and she's she's fueled by it. And you know, I'm not saying that's good. You know, I'm not saying that I that I like it, but I am saying I understand it. Well. This is who she is, like, right? Like, in my opinion, you know, she's trying to do this thing with Lev and Yara to kind of redeem herself a bit. And no, it's, it's just not who she is. This is who she is. She, and like I said, she's Joel. Abby is Joel. Both her and Joel are only motivated by the things that they care about, right? They don't care about, you know, other people's feelings to a degree. You know, they don't care about what happens to other people. She is selfish and you can see that she's selfish by, okay, after her dad was killed, I can, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay. Like, I understand like that is that's extremely traumatic for her and she's going to want revenge. But the only thing she cared about was getting revenge. She ruined her relationship with Owen because she wanted to go back and train so she can get strong enough to kill Joel. When she, she, found out where Tommy was. She roped everybody else in to go and find Tommy so that they can hopefully find Joel. 
none of her friends would have died if, they, if she didn't rope them into this whole thing. She had no love in her heart. Like, none of her friends, like, her friends died because of her actions. Joel died because of his action, because of his selfishness. He died. He died because he would, he could not, he did not want to lose Ellie. He died because he didn't kill every last motherfucker in that <laughs> hospital. That's why he died. That's why he died. It goes back to you just don't let the enemies live. You just don't do it. Like, <laughs> revenge is too strong. We've seen it throughout the entirety of history. You just don't let them live. I mean, it sucks, but like that's the only way to make sure you'll be safe from that type of hate. And people yeah. hold that hate for a long, long time. So right. the yeah. things that happen, the things that happen to Joel and happen to Abby are both be, are because of their selfishness. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like yeah. Abby at, er, at any cost, any cost had to get revenge on Joel. That first conversation that she had with Owen, where Owen shows her the town, says, hey, there's a lot of people here. There's going to be a lot of trouble. If we get him, there's going to be a ton. There's going to be a lot of, you know, it's going to be a really big trouble. And he knew that if he told the other people at back at the camp or back at the house that, you know, Tommy's in here more than likely. And a ton of people, they want to turn back. But at any cost, she went forward. She's like, fuck it, whatever. I'll do it anyway. Yep. By, and that's by what, myself. By myself. I don't, she could not see past her own uh, desire to, to get revenge against Joel. And I understand it. So, and neither, one of the, could, and neither could Ellie until the very end when the person she cared about, you know, the most at that time needed to go back. You know? Well, right. Yeah. That, when you said the very end. So, you're talking about, yeah, day three. When, yeah. like, in day three, when they convinced her that Dina needed to go back, she's like, fine. Yep. We'll go back. And I believe you know, fully in her heart, she was still coming back for Abby at some point. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like her and Joel are the same person. You know, they're both extremely selfish. They care mostly about themselves, you know. Or, you know, an extension of that maybe one person and then, you know, they they're selfish with them as well. I mean, know? I would make the they same both- case that Ellie's selfish too. Well, I, well, her and Joel both have young sidekicks. Like, what is it? What is you know, you know, Live is thirteen. Ellie was fourteen at the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and Ellie, like, I don't, I see, I can't say that Ellie's selfish because Ellie was willing to go back. Ellie was willing to leave. Finally, right? finally, Ellie, yeah. But yeah, but still, she after was after a lot Abby, of trauma, a lot of what? trauma, a lot of personal growth after bloodily killing. Especially Nora, like I mean, that but at, she she was she was changed. But even at that point, even like before she killed Nora, like Dina was still up. Dina was still walking. Dina was still talking. She was okay to be in Seattle. She didn't take Dina out with her to go get Nora. Dina was still okay. But once Dina got to the point that she's so sick that they have to leave, Ellie said okay. But what did Abby do? When it was like, look, this is too dangerous now. We need to go back. She's like, no, I'll, I'll keep pushing forward. So I can't say that Ellie is as selfish as Dina. Like, I understand that the like the push for revenge, but she, Ellie put her put somebody else in front of her need for revenge. Yeah, and I'll and I mean I'll I'll agree with that. Um, 
you know, Abby's dealt with the trauma of losing her father for the last four four years, and Ellie's dealt with the trauma of losing her, you know, basically adopted dad for three days or four days or whatever it is. Right. Uh, yeah. Abby is like, this is all she is. I mean, this is why she looks the way she looks. Yeah. Like, it, she is a machine. Like, fueled, she is a machine. Fueled by re revenge warps your mind over time. Yeah. She is. That's what, like, what she is, you know? So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, her and Joel are the same person, which I'm a little disappointed in Naughty Dog for not giving me a new character. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of joking, but kind of not. But kind of joking, <laughs> but kind of not. <laughs> but, but either way, you know, um, the thing that stops Abby from killing Dina is Lev. Lev calls Abby and Abby, you know, she just kind of like, you know, takes a bit of a breather and is like, fine. And lets Dina go, walks up to Ellie, says, N- I never want to like, never let me see you again. And they walk out of theater. So this is the second time that Abby has left Ellie like on the floor bleeding, you know, and hurt. Yeah. Well, Uh, I was, I was so relieved when that happened. I was just like, Oh, thank you. Cause I've been sitting there thinking that Dita was going to die from day one. Like with how loud she was, when she was following me, when we were sneaking around and like every time something happened, I was like, Oh God, now is where, now's where Dita dies. Uh, uh, Okay. Now's where Dita. And I was just like, Oh, phew. Like, it was yeah. a sigh. It was a sigh of re- relief <laughs> after so much stress in this, like la- this this last section. All right. Yeah. So that's when it goes black, and that's where we're gonna kind of end the episode here. Uh, we're gonna pick up the next episode back at the farmhouse, and then we're also gonna dig into Santa Barbara, um, which is pretty much the end of the game. Uh, Bob, what are your thoughts right now? Uh, I'm thinking, this isn't the end. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what's what's going on? I'm so conflicted. I'm, you know, I'm I'm like weirdly a little bit proud of Abby for in that moment of rage being able to let Lev talk her down. Like, I'm surprised and a little bit proud of her for actually leaving and not killing them like and what's crazy is that the only reason i'm proud of her for that is because i like eliadina like right if i didn't like eliadina i'd be like dude kill him what are you doing kill him like you always you need to kill him like what are you doing you know and it just kind of it's like kind of like making me think about like well, that's just gross, isn't it? Like, if I'm just saying, like, always kill them or they they could come after you later, it's the safe option. But is it the humane option? You know, and I'm just, like, I'm struggling with my Dude, emotions at, at this moment. I, I hate to break it to you, but in this world of The Last of Us, you don't have room for humane. Like, this is a survival type of world. So, and I think, you know, in this situation, I, I, nobody could really blame you for that you know now if you did it in real life that's a different story bob you're fucking psycho oh, yeah yeah but, no I'm, <laughs> but, I'm, uh, I'm talking about this purely in this universe yeah like in this universe i can't really you know really blame you for that i don't think anybody uh can um i think for me though i'm just glad 
that well i I felt i thought i was done dealing with abby but we're gonna get into that next episode but i'm like oh finally fucking finally we're done with abby uh i thought i was kind of done with the game but obviously we were not uh that didn't bother me too much but i'm like okay i'm back with ellie now and uh yeah because you know what so abby definitely had in my opinion like you know better levels and to a better mechanics to a degree but I'm sorry, I still had way more fun playing with Ellie. Way more fun playing with Ellie. Because even with me playing stealth as Abby, I just felt overpowered all the time. I never felt like I was actually in danger. You can shoot your way. Even, even I know you you turned up the, the supplies and stuff like that. But even without me doing that, I could shoot my way out of almost situation or punch my way out of a situation. You know, yeah. I felt that, you know, I didn't really, I felt that it, Ellie's story was just more engaging. I was more interested in it. Abby's story, I was not. I just wasn't too interested in it. I wasn't interested in her redemption arc. I was more interested in the RN Levin learning about the scars than anything about Abby. Fuck Abby. Fuck Abby. Fuck Owen. You know, and fuck the WLF. Like, I don't care. I was like that, but at this point, I'm sitting there thinking, what happened? I don't hate Abby anymore. And if Abby would have killed Dina, she would have totally like kept me like hating her, but it crept up on me. Like all of a sudden, I don't like Abby, but I don't hate her anymore. I don't, I don't right. like, I want her to, you know, go and be a, a, a new person and grow with Lev. And like, I don't hate her any, uh, anymore. And then I thought to myself, like, I was watching the Karate Kid part uh, part part two the other day, and I think this is like this is like kind of like pointed out what happened to to me because if I watch these cut scenes all at once in like a couple hour you know montage, it wouldn't have worked out like this. But since I played hours as Abby in between cut scenes. It gave me time to forgive. And I was watching The Karate Kid 2, and Mr. Miyagi said, those who have no forgiveness in their heart live in even worse punishment than death. And I was like, that's true, dude. Like, I, I mean, I, I can be an angry son of a bitch, but like, dude, I do forgive and... I had forgiven Abby at that point, which like really messes me up. We'll talk about it, you know, with some like flashbacks, like uh, next episode, but like it really messed me up. And I mean, I've still been processing this game and we've been done with it for over a month and I'm still thinking about it while driving and stuff and really just, just it messed me up. And like, it makes me so mad because I was I thought it was garbage at the start, and the more and more I think about it, I think, God, this is an actual really, really good, raw story. It's just not a happy story at all. Well, yeah, I mean, the first one wasn't a fucking happy story. It was kind of, like, you had happiness moments, you know, like, it was definitely happier than this. Like this pits you against two different people, and it's just it's 
I don't like I don't like it. Like it's not the type of story I would choose to read again, but I do think it's well crafted for what it's doing. Well, it is. And I think the thing about me and Abby is like, you know, I didn't have anything to forgive Abby because Joel got what he deserved. The only reason I was pissed that Joel died was because I wanted to see if he can have a redemption, right? If he can actually uh, redeem himself. And he never even got that chance. At least not from my perspective, like not from me to say, like he never really got that chance. Like Abby kills him in the first two hours of this game. So gotcha. that was the only thing. But in terms of like, I just didn't like Abby and in general one, I didn't like her because she killed Joel, but not because I thought that Joel didn't deserve to die. He 100% deserves to die. However, see, and uh, I loved Joel, even though he had flaws. And uh, so for what he, he died, did, he, I felt that anger for what he did. He definitely deserved it. But at the same time, definitely, it's like definitely. learning. Learning more about Abby just makes me dislike her. Like she's a shit person. She's a shitty person. And I don't want to I hate shitty people. <laughs> you know. So uh <laughs> that's that. I guess like I I literally loved Joel. Like I like I saw him for his flaws, and I'm not saying that I liked all of his actions. De- like definitely not, but I loved him. Like, you know, and there's a lot of people in real life that I don't like all of their actions, but once you, you know, fall in love with a character, it's kind of hard. You got to do a lot to really make, you know, you hate them. And like his choice, you know, resonated with me having a daughter. I was just like, I would probably make that horrible choice too. Like I would probably do that, you know? And like, it's gross, but it's true. You know, it's raw. It's like, Ugh. Right. Well, we can do, like we said, we're gonna get into Seattle, not Seattle, but uh, into Santa Barbara next week, and then we'll probably have another episode where we kind of wrap everything up. So we can dig into all that a bit later. Uh, but we're gonna close things up here. I like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to follow what's going on with Mash Those Buttons, this show, uh, you can also uh, follow us on Twitter, which is twitter.com/slash/themashnetwork. Bob, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. And uh, you can also find us on our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord. You can, you know, talk to me, Bob. Uh, we do have some Last of Us dedicated channels, so you can talk to people there. Uh, you know, and, you know, tell us what you thought about the ending of The Last of Us or, you know, about, uh, you know, the end of Seattle Day 3. And if you guys do this and we get enough feedback, we could do an extra episode after where we actually go over your questions or your th- or your thoughts and we do counterpoints or agree or whatever, you know, whatever your right. thoughts bring to us. So definitely join the Discord, tweet at us. Email us, whatever. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Like, if you if you have any thoughts about The Last of Us, definitely feel free to reach out. And, you know, we'd love to do an episode where we can kind of discuss your thoughts. Yeah, and we definitely won't judge you either. So, whatever, like, this game's crazy. So, whatever your thoughts are, we would like to hear them. Right. So, uh, also, you know, we encourage you guys to reach out to us, like we said, with comments and questions. Uh, and there's several ways to do that. One, you can you know reach out to us on Twitter, like we just said, or on the Discord. But you can also reach us at contactthemash.gg. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. 
If you want to take your support a bit further, you know, you like limited series like this, you can uh, support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash mash those buttons. And you can help support mash those buttons with tiers starting at $1 a month and gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. We do have a Teespring store, which is uh, teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons. Uh, we do have Twitch subscriptions available uh, on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash match those buttons. And if you want to know when we go live, just go ahead and give us a follow on our Twitch. And then we encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about uh, match those buttons. And with that, we are done. We'll see you next time for Santa Barbara. It's going to be a ride. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 